everybody, welcome back to Kicking in the Second Half Kishwazi. I'm D, and I'm bringing you the beginning of the series of the playoffs. Uh, I guess we're going to just pretty much just go over each round of the playoffs, including, you know, all the way up through the finals. But in each round, I'm going to do short videos of the matchups of the first round or the second round, or, or like I said, the conference finals or the finals. So we have eight eight games this round, the first round, four Western Conference games, so four Eastern Conference games. So just to start it off, I'm going to go ahead and start off with the actual first game of the 2021 NBA playoffs. And that is going to be the number six seed of the East, the Miami Heat versus the number three seed of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. This game starts Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, if you're on the East Coast or you're in the States, on ESPN. Uh, this is, like I said, this is the first playoff game of 2021. Um, so this, to me, I wrote down in the notes, uh, this is going to be the grittiest series, in my opinion. Um, not the only series that's going to be kind of like tough or, or grind out, but this definitely should be, in my opinion, a, a gritty series. Um, also, I have another side note, this should be the most interesting Eastern uh, conference playoff series, but like I said, this is going to be the greatest uh, series, in my opinion, throughout the, the whole uh, first round of the playoffs on either conference. Um, for me, a key thing I wanted to touch on is that the Miami Heat, if you're a Miami Heat fan, I think you might not have anything to worry about. It's going to be a tough series, so I don't want to say you don't have anything to worry about, but as far as the Miami Heat we saw earlier at the at the beginning of the season, yeah, that no longer exists, in my opinion, because bubble fatigue has finally worn off. Like I've mentioned before in some of the other podcasts, I believe there's a such thing as bubble fatigue, where teams that played longer stretches in the bubble or played in the bubble at all, they had a sluggish, slower start to start the season compared to teams who either exited the bubble early, didn't make the playoffs while they were in the bubble, or just didn't go to the bubble, period. So it was kind of a false sense of hope for some of those teams, and then a false interpretation of how bad a team looked like at the beginning of the season. Like I said, the Miami Heat, um, unfortunately, they ended up in sixth place. Uh, they should have been at least top four, but things happen. This, this is a matchup that should be or should have been either the second round or the uh, – Eastern Conference Finals potentially, but definitely I thought would be like a second round matchup. But this is a first round matchup, so that's what makes it good and juicy here. So yeah, like I said, the um, the bubble fatigue wore off. So specifically, Jimmy Butler for me, uh, he looks locked in. Uh, he looks pretty strong as well. Like he looks like he's ready to take beating and just you know go out there and be a bruiser as well and, and score by all means necessary and contribute to his team. Uh, Bam looks good as well. So they're they're picking off. Uh, where they left off, in my opinion, from last year's playoffs. But uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're no joke. So, um, oh, yeah, by the way, shout out to the uh, Miami Heat fans for watching this. I think uh, Hops News, um, one of the uh, co-hosts over there is a Miami Heat fan. So shout out there. Um, shout out to the Milwaukee Bucks fan, also from the Hops News channel, Hops Geek News, sorry. Uh, but from Phil and Lucky podcast, um, shout out to Lucky and Big Daddy, because uh, those guys live up there in Milwaukee, and they are definitely big fans of Milwaukee. But yeah, um, um, for this series, just to keep a, a lookout for either team, uh, either fans' perspective, uh, Miami, 
Uh, for me, I look at Trevor Ariza as a big X factor as well as any of the other vets on the team, but definitely picking up Trevor Ariza is definitely a help to increase the stability in your defense. Not that your defense was lacking, but I mean, adding to your defense is, is one thing, you know, when you don't have enough, but when you already have a, a solid wall and then you just reinforce that wall, that's what's happened here in my opinion. And he could shoot three. So you added a three and D guy and, you know, yeah, unfortunately, you don't have Ali Depot to rely on this year, but did you really lose anything from last year to this year? I don't think so. So if you could do what you did last year, you know, you should definitely be able to uh, sustain that this year, if not be uh, slightly better um, at worst. So we'll see what happens here. But like I said, this is going to be a tough series. And uh, for the Bucks, in my opinion, Drew Holiday is the X factor. He's the piece that they didn't have last season that is making the biggest impact, in my opinion, on the team. And obviously outside of Giannis, uh, but, but yeah, Drew Holiday, you know, he, he basically could have been an all-star, should have been an all-star this year, but maybe next year he'll be an all-star. He's kind of one of those under-the-radar guys now that he went to the Milwaukee Bucks, but I love his defense, so you can't knock his defense. He's been a proven defender year after year after year, and what he's going to give to the team is definitely the scoring that they were missing from uh, – Malcolm Brogdon that they didn't have and the defense that they didn't have from um, Drew, uh, Eric Bledsoe, sorry. But Drew Holiday is definitely the biggest X factor there in my opinion. But, you know, there's other things in there, but I just wanted to shout him out. And, you know, I, I'm not really leaning one way or the other, but I do want to say that it could be a different outcome than last year, you know, just depending on who, who you are um, from the Milwaukee Bucks, your mindset should basically be that, hey, we got embarrassed by this team last year. We need to take care of business. We're way better than that. And we're plus we're better than the team we were last year. But like I said, you're going against a tough opponent and Jimmy Butler is hungry and the Miami heat, the way they have their whole setup, it's just their organization, their, their team is just always hungry and their dogs. So I, I don't know. I, I can't really give y'all too much advice. I just wanted to, to state some of the things I'm wanting to see, or hopefully we'll notice that will happen, but uh, to be honest, when I'm looking at this, starting this off, this is a terrible one to start uh, start off because um, I'm trying to do predictions for all these rounds. And for this one, I have no prediction. I don't even know what to say. I feel like it might go six games. It should go seven games, in my opinion, just because the teams are both tough. And I wanted to go to seven games and, and see them really compete and grind it out. But, I mean, both teams have – motivation and this shouldn't have been a matchup for the first round but we're getting it early and, and it, like I said it's going to be interesting I'm going to definitely be trying to tune in for this even though it's smack in the middle of the day I might have to prolong some other plans but um, I mean uh, it, it's, it's just it's just too good of a first round series but definitely keep an eye out out there for um, for Jimmy Butler and Giannis being the two main guys um, I have a side note here where I mentioned um, or wrote down that the elevation of play for Jimmy Butler is going to be put up against the evolution of play for Giannis Antetokounmpo because, um, like I said, Jimmy Butler can elevate his game while making teammates around him better. Not too many people in the league can do that. But the evolution of Giannis's game, if he's continuing to shoot threes and be confident in that and kind of expand his game outside of just driving in the paint, that's going to be key as well. So two things to watch out for for there, you know, there's going to be other guys that are going to be involved. Like I said, Bam Adebayo, um, also, you know, Chris Middleton, Drew, uh, 
Drew Holiday, sorry, I wanted to say Drew Bledsoe, but Drew Holiday, and then also, you know, you got Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero, uh, Dragic, so you got guys out there, uh, Pat Connaughton, so um, Demon Chizo, there, there's just guys there, and, and coaching as well, so you're going to get a good series all around, and basically, I mean, hopefully each team, if, if they just hold down home court advantage, maybe I could just go by that and say Bucks and seven. But I, I don't have a real prediction. So um, I'm just going to leave it at that. And, you know, definitely put in the comments what you want to uh, see happen for this game if you're um, obviously not just listening to this but watching it on YouTube. But, yeah, shout out to anybody's listening. Maybe you can uh, hit us up on YouTube or you can go to our Twitch or um, Twitter, sorry, not our Twitch. I keep saying Twitch, our Twitter or our Instagram and just, you know, send us a message under KishYZ, K-I-S-H underscore YZ. Thank you. Next up, we have the number seven seed of the East, Boston Celtics versus the Brooklyn Nets, who are the second seed of the Eastern Conference. Uh, this game is coming on Saturday, which is the start of the series at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're in the States on ABC. This is the third game of Saturday. And is this going to be the most watched game? Uh, I think the other two games on Saturday is more intriguing. The Miami Heat versus the Milwaukee Bucks and the Dallas Mavericks versus the Los Angeles Clippers, just because I think they're going to be more of a closely contested uh, type of series. But for this, I mean, people definitely want to see what the Brooklyn Nets are bringing to the table. Um, obviously, we could probably assume that they're bringing the same thing they've been bringing all season long. But this is the playoffs, and this is more opportunity to get to see hopefully the big three play together that we didn't get to see um, double digits for them as far as double-digit games played as a big three. So uh, as far as the, the Boston Celtics, you know, we'll see what Tatum brings. Like, this is going to be definitely interesting to watch just because – of the the excitement or, or I guess the noise surrounding the Brooklyn Nets, but I don't think it's going to be much of an outside of what's your expectation here. Like that type of series is just going to be kind of straightforward in my opinion. Um, but yeah, just to throw out a few keys here, uh, Brooklyn Nets, in my opinion, they can't sleep just because it's the first round and just because the Boston Celtics are shorthanded. Um, you know, that's just straightforward there in my opinion. That's just what they have to do to take care of business. No different than if I'm talking about a team um, like the Utah Jazz that's going to be playing the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, if you have an opportunity to take care of an opponent as fast as you can, you need to seize the moment and the opportunity. Not saying that this is going to be a sweep, but you definitely need to, you know, not mess around here. You know, get your get your games in, play hard, get your rest, and prepare for the next round. But um, yeah, I'm also intrigued here to see, you know, Kemba versus Kyrie, you know, because of the storyline there. We know the history of Kyrie Irving playing a few seasons for the Boston Celtics, and now they have Kemba. And who knows what's going to happen to Kemba after this season. I think he has a player option, so he might not be a Boston Celtic anymore. Not saying he's going to go to the Brooklyn Nets, but yeah, just to see this, this uh, matchup of the two point guards there, that's going to be cool because I think Kemba definitely needs to step up here. But um, that's one of the things I'm going to be trying to pay attention to in this series outside of, you know, obviously keeping track of, of the score um, of the game. But but, yeah, just just a key thing to throw out there if you all want to pay attention to that as well. Um, also have here that the Celtics may need to play some zone defense. I'm just kind of curious as 
as to how they're going to guard the big three on the court at the same time being that they are missing basically one of their, their best players defensively and Jalen Brown, you know, obviously you could throw in Marcus Smart in there that he's going to be available, but uh, Jalen Brown is a great two-way player and, and not to have him, it's going to be devastating obviously to the Boston Celtics for this series, but you know, they made it this far uh, getting through the, the play-in tournament uh, with Jason Tatum and, and company. So we'll see what, what they can do against the uh, Brooklyn Nets here. But um a key for me for the Celtics, they need to dominate the rebounding. Uh, I'm not too fond of Brooklyn's bigs. Um, so I, I kind of want to see maybe Boston take advantage of the lack of how athletic those bigs are compared to how they used to be. So, I mean, you know, you have Tristan Thompson, who's a great offensive rebounder. And I think that's where the Boston Celtics need to really focus on is, is second chance points there because, you know, obviously the big three can score. So you need to get every opportunity you can to score on your end. So definitely clean up the boards. Um, but yeah, I think they just sustained a loss to uh, Robert Williams III. Uh, if I remember seeing correctly, because I didn't write it down, I think he's going to be out for this game, possibly out for the series. So, But um, that's a big blow there. But yeah, definitely rely on, on Tristan Thompson there. And um, yeah, just see what you can do. Just see what you can do. Uh, X factor for the Celtics, uh, Tatum. Uh, Tatum's the biggest factor for me because I need to see him average 40 plus. And if he does so, this would not only be great for Celtics fans to see as far as getting some form of enjoyment throughout this series, because I do think obviously Brooklyn's going to take the series, but for Tatum as, as an individual, because, you know, this is how you define greatness. You know, you, you put pressure and heat on the die on the, uh, on the carbon until it becomes diamond and this is this is his journey to greatness. I mean, obviously, he's going to do great things with Jalen Brown next year uh, when he returns. But just to do it from an individual standpoint and to be in a franchise with with a name to it, like the Boston Celtics and, and to go up against a juggernaut like this. You know, if you're going to put up 40 points, you, you put it up big and you put it up against, uh, you know, a big name team. You, you know, you drop 50 in the play in round against the Wizards. Um, I want to see him drop 50 here. Why not? You know, they're going to look to guard you, but that doesn't mean that you still can't be excellent in this series. And, and that's what I want to see. Even, even though, like I said, I think uh, Brooklyn obviously is going to take this, this series, this round. I want to see Tatum do great things and continue to improve his game because I feel like he could definitely be the next iteration of, of Kobe in a way. So Definitely want to see that. And then an X factor for Brooklyn. I mean, I don't have to say too much, so I'm not trying to fabricate too much, but I did want to put something there. So I, I just put uh, the obvious for me, which is building a big three chemistry. Like I said, they've only played a handful of regular season games together. So, you know, we'll see what they do in this series. I don't think it's going to be too contested of a series here, but um, you know, every piece of chemistry and floor time as the big three helps because you, start to get a different feel for each other and, and, and how to go about. And maybe this helps Steve Nash with some of the rotation as far as who sits when and in game scenarios like that, that he can work on. So yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. But like I said, I think uh, Brooklyn Nets definitely take this series, but what's interesting to me is that I think Brooklyn's taking it in five games. So shout out to any of the Boston Celtics fans. I think um, we have a, a fan over there on the hops, Geek News channel that is a Boston Celtics fan. Shout out to our boy KD, because you are a Celtics fan. Shout out to uh, Moose, not Moose, sorry, Goose. Moose is a Timberwolves fan. Sorry, bro. 
But uh, shout out to Goose because you are a Boston Celtics fan. Uh, who else? I'm not sure. I don't think my grandfather watches this, but I remember when I was younger seeing him with the Boston Celtics hat. So, uh, yeah, shout out to you, Grandpa. Um, and Brooklyn Nets fans, Jay. Yo, Jay, what up, bro? I might send you this link for real, though. Uh, if you're watching this, hey, shout out to you because I think you said you were a Brooklyn Nets fan last year before this big three formed. So, I mean, I know they had Kyrie and Kevin Durant, but I was just trying to think of somebody who really didn't ride the bandwagon like it is now. So, yeah, shout out to uh, Jay Johnson for this. Um, but, yeah, that wraps up this video. So stay tuned for the next one. Here we go with day two of the NBA playoffs. Uh, this would be Sunday. Um, and this is crazy. I'm actually shooting these videos in succession of each other. So even though I'm trying to make it to where each round is its own video and I did the first day and now the second day, I don't know how it's going to be put up. It'll probably be put up in order or it might be put up in uh, just Eastern Conference and Western Conference. But however I do it, um, I'm out here trying to grind these videos in and, and try to get everything out there as far as our takes and predictions for the playoffs and everything, just get it all done. But, but like I said, this, this starts, uh, the second day of the playoffs, which is Sunday. Um, but this is game one of Sunday. This is going to be the eighth seated in the Eastern conference, the Washington wizards versus the Philadelphia 76ers, the one seed in the East. So, like I said, this is Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're in the States. This is going to be broadcasted on TNT. And this is going to be a warm-up series for the 76ers. That's all I have to say. That's, that's you know, that just kind of sums it up with – that. my intro statement was a summary. It's just a warm-up series for, for the Sixers. I mean, there's not much of an expectation there, in my opinion. Um, Shout-out to the Washington Wizards fans. Shout-out to Kelsey. Hey, thanks for uh, subscribing, bro. And you, you told me you're a Wizards fan. Uh, I'm a Russ fan anyway, so um, I feel you on that one. But, yeah, shout out to you. Um, if you are a Wizards fan, just leave in the comments or hit us up about that. And Philly fans, what up, Philly? Yo, shout out to your bud 36. What up, YB? Um, yeah, I know you have been a lifelong Philadelphia 76ers fan from AI to the bad times to the tanking times to the process times to these times, all those times. Let's see, let's see where y'all end up. Uh, just my personal take. Uh, if I don't change throughout doing these series of videos covering each round, I did have the Philadelphia 76ers um, making it to the uh, finals. So sorry if that was a spoiler. But anyway, um, let's get into it. Like I said, you know, just a warm up series. But uh, I also put here that this should be an evaluation series for the Wizards, in my opinion, for next season, because in my opinion, you did accomplish what you needed to as far as making it into the playoffs. When you traded for Russell Westbrook, you expect it to be better. And he, you got that. I, I, I feel like he delivered. Obviously, you got the entertainment as far as him being known as Mr. Triple Double officially now. And you made the playoffs, so your team did get better from last season to this season. First time the Wizards have been in the playoffs since 2018. Uh, I mean, I know they had to go through the bubble. I mean, not the bubble, sorry, the play-in tournament to get to the playoffs. And, you know, that would have been a different narrative, in my opinion, if they didn't make the playoffs after being in the play-in tournament. But you hear, 
and congratulations once again. But yeah, this should be an evaluation because they are missing some key guys. They're missing Thomas Bryan. They're missing uh, uh, Denny Avdija, uh, their rookie. But I think he was starting games. And like I said, Thomas Bryan was their starting center. So, you know, when you're missing pieces like that, it's hard to judge what you have. But it's easy to say that, okay, we should be better because our some of our core guys are out. But I like what Robin Lopez was doing in the, in the play-in tournament there so you know all hope is not lost because you got Roy Hashimura shout out to I don't know if anybody's watching this from Japan or anybody of Japanese descent but shout out to uh, Japan for real though because I believe he's the first and only Japanese player in the NBA uh, which is cool but um but yeah so you, you got a lot of things to evaluate here but you know if the chemistry goes well still during this time of the playoffs in, this, in a potential seven game series. I don't think it's going to go seven games, but uh, with Russ and Bradley Beal, then you definitely keep the two. If things get real nasty and, and it doesn't work out and in a great fashion, then you might need to look into selling one or both of those guys off in the off season. So it's still, in my opinion, even though it's been a great season and they made the playoffs, it's still that what if there, let's see what happens in my opinion, as far as what we need to do going forward. But yeah, so that's just something to keep an eye on just to make this series interesting and, and have something to talk about uh, and, and have y'all interested in, in watching this just because the Sixers are, are really good this season and the Wizards barely made the playoffs. Uh, if you're looking at them being uh, eighth versus uh, number one in Philly, just, yeah, just pay attention to that. Just see how, how the team is gelling and, and how everybody is, is treating each other. So with that said, let's get into the X factors. The X factors for both teams are going to be health. We know Bradley Bill said he wasn't hundred percent when he played in the play play in tournament there. And we know the factors of Ben Simmons, but Joel and, Embiid, more importantly, as far as his health concerns, uh, we saw Ben Simmons, I think it was uh, Ben Simmons last year in the playoff bubble that, you know, he got hurt, so he missed some games, but Joel Embiid's known for missing games in the regular season, so if all goes well, Sixers should do should do well, but that just is going to be a big, a big watch point for me during this series, but uh, uh, also just from an individual standpoint uh, for each team, the 76ers, uh, Joel Embiid needs consistent play. He needs to put up 30 plus per game. You know, he needs to take care of the Washington bigs. Like I said, they're missing their, my opinion, their best big in Thomas Bryant. And Robin Lopez is great defender, but come on Embiid. If you want to be MVP, you need to play at an MVP level consistently. So take care of business. 30, I, when I say 30, like I really mean 30 plus, like, I feel like 30 is low. So I want to see over, over 30, like go over 30, you could do it. And, and uh, you got Doc Rivers there. So uh, that's also another X factor because, you know, that's why you're number one. And in my opinion, because of how he managed the team and how he uh, improved the team and, and he expects greatness. So um, there's a few other X factors there, but I kind of want to save them for the second round. Like I said, I'm assuming that the Sixers are going to make it past the first round here, but for this series, yeah, just Embiid needs to dominate. So I don't even need to get into any other players in my opinion from the 76ers, but for the Washington Wizards, uh, like I was touching on earlier, uh, Russ and Beal, uh, they need to hold each other accountable. And, um, you know, when they do that, then that forms good chemistry between them two, two uh, going forward. It, it shows growth, it shows trust. It, it shows a lot of things. So if they can do that on the court, during a seven game potential seven game series, but in a playoff series, then that's, that's promising, 
you know, win or lose, that's good to see. And it's good to have knowing that your teammate has your back through thick and thin. And also uh, the shooters for the Washington Wizards, they need to be prepared to shoot. Just shoot, you know, just take the shot. You're open. Don't be afraid to take the shot. And, and but but look for your shot as well, you know, and put yourself in a position to to um, be ready to shoot because Russ is going to put you in a position to score. So, you know, don't just stand there and watch Bradley Bill take over the game. Don't just stand there and watch Russ do his thing and, and be off guard. Just be ready. Be ready. So um, prediction for the series, um, I say Sixers and five. But if Westbrook plays smart and intense, Sixers and six which I know sounds pretty ball and it probably is. I, I want to see a great series, but yeah, I want to see Sixers take care of business if they're all about that. But, um, but yeah, I'm leaning more towards the first one, Sixers and five, but I mean, Russ is playing that an MVP level as of late. So let's see, let's see him push the Sixers to six games and let's see. Um, let's see if Russ can take uh, a road game from um you know or a home game away from philly a road game for them if he could do that i think he could take a road game from philadelphia potentially and then at least win one home game uh in washington and then that would be what ultimately makes it a six game series in my opinion so look out for that Wow, I have to say this uh, series that we're doing here, the number five Atlanta Hawks versus the number four New York Knicks is probably my least favorite series in the first round. And I'll get to that in a minute. Um, This game comes on, or the series premieres Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TNT if you're in the States. And this is the third game of that slate on Sunday and um, yeah, just some keys here. The Atlanta Nick, <laughs> sorry, let me start over there. The Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks are new to the playoffs as of late. And uh, that's just, just is how, how it is right now for both of those teams. They're just now getting back into the rhythm of getting into the, you know, being a good team and, and getting to the playoffs for the first time in a while. And it's good to see that, you know, the New York Knicks had an all-star this season and Julius Randle last year, the Atlanta Hawks had a all-star and Trey Young. So for these franchises to have these type of caliber players that they're depending on and then to ultimately make it to the playoffs and to be basically in the middle of the Eastern Conference says a lot. Neither one of these teams had to go through the play-in tournament to be where they're at, which is great. So congratulations there for the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks fans combined. Uh, Atlanta Hawks fans, maybe Carl. Hey, shout out to Carl. Uh, You might be the only Atlanta Hawks fans I could think of right now. And New York Knicks fans, I don't know any as of right now, uh, growing up, uh, I knew a guy named Sebastian Reigns. I don't think he uh, listens to this. I haven't gotten in contact with him for a while. And I remember him being a New York Knicks fan. Uh, that was before Carmelo Anthony there. So um, just shout out to New York and whole, um, you know, we usually take a, a yearly trip up there, uh, you know, like a work trip. And we didn't get to go last year because of COVID. So looking forward to going up there again. But um but yeah, shout out to New York Knicks fans, wherever y'all at. I'm sure there's a lot of y'all, obviously in New York, but just throughout throughout 
places. <laughs> That's just what I what I have to say there. But um, for me, the key to this series is going to be the pace of each game for the series. You know, I, I feel like the uh, Atlanta Hawks, however they like to play, um, the pace is going to be key for them. And then the New York Knicks, how they like to play, the pace is going to be key for for that team as well. Just it's just kind of hard for me to kind of determine because of the lack of playoff experience here. Uh, for both teams, just like I said, just newly making it, but they're in good positions, and this is a good matchup for each team to kind of test their might, so to speak, Mortal Kombat style against each other uh, without too much added pressure or extra factors involved. But speaking of factors, let me get into X factors. Uh, X factors for both is going to be coaching, which is doesn't sound very exciting there, does it? But uh, coaching to me uh, with Tom Thibodeau there for the New York Knicks, he is a coach with playoff experience there. And um, yeah, I, I like what he's doing this year. So I think he's going to be a tremendous boost there and how he does his rotations or shorten his rotations even more. And then coach Nate McMillan, we know what he's been doing with the Atlanta Hawks ever since they fired their last coach and he took over. And I know he played in the league and I'm trying to think of where he coached and I'm sure he's got playoff experience. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Cause I didn't do my homework. Sorry, but, um, but yeah, let's get going into other individual X factors for me. The New York Knicks X factor is going to be Derek Rose. Shout out to my boy, Derek Rose. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. And yeah, I think just because he's like the seasoned vet there and he's helped out tremendous. And when I did the PPF on him, check out our PPF videos if you haven't already but uh we'll be doing individual past present future breakdown of a potential player so on the d rose yeah i definitely think what he's doing this year for the knicks even though he comes off the bench maybe he could be six men in the year i don't know but um what he does for them uh i think is going to be kind of be putting on a higher standard or higher platform he's going to have an elevation in his game for this series or for the playoffs as a whole because of you know, what we see him contribute is in a small sample size of him playing under 30 minutes. I think ultimately they probably would need him to play about 30 minutes a game. And that's going to increase his stats um, compared to what he does in the regular season. And, and that's going to be a big key there as well, you know, managing him and not pushing him too far as far as, you know, health concerns or, or have anything flare up. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see him back in the playoffs and, and do big things. Last time he was in the playoffs was when he was playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves under coach Tom Thibodeau. And they had Jimmy Butler uh, 2018, maybe, I think, if I get my uh, years right. But, um, and then moving on to the Hawks. So just when I was trying to formulate the notes for an X factor there. I was just basically going off of the Knicks X factor and Derek Rose being the vet. So let me go to the veteran there with uh, experience. And for me, that would be Gallinari. I think Gallinari could be the guy that kind of helps them keep that mental edge that they need to uh, survive this playoff series. But you can also follow it up, up with Clint Capella as well, because Clint Capella is somebody who definitely has playoff experience being uh, with James Harden for X amount of years in Houston. But I'm not sure how much of a vocal leader he is, but I can definitely see Gallinari being there because of things that he did for the uh, OKC Thunder, which is the team that I like. And um, he definitely has experience there and, and uh, you know, went to uh, playoff rounds with Russ PG. So I think he was there with PG. No, no, he was in the PG trade, right? I don't know. Maybe we didn't have him, but the one year, but anyway, he, he has, he has playoff experience there. And um, so, yeah, just kind of, 
puts it into the counter for me for the New York Knicks. But this is going to be the end of this video because I, I don't have a lot of notes here and I kind of feel like I'm just making stuff up. But let me get into the juicy part, which is my prediction. And this prediction is probably going to be bold for the people who are listening to this. And you can leave in the comments what you expect. But for me, Knicks in four, clean sweep. Let's go.